0: You've seen the power of OData, but have you seen the power of batching OData? Multiple operations, including orchestrations, all of it on this episode of On.net. See you there. Hello and welcome to another episode of On.Net. I'm your host, Jeremy Lickness, and today I'm excited to welcome back Hassan, our resident OData expert aficionado, and he's here to talk to us about batching OData in ASP.NET Core. First Hassan, why don't you share for those who haven't seen your other episodes, who you are and what you do.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Jeremy. It's always a pleasure to meet you, sir. Um, My name is Hassan Habib. I'm a Senior Software Engineering Manager at Microsoft. These days, I'm hanging out with uh, the folks that build Microsoft Finance core systems, and uh, you know what I really do on a daily basis, try to incorporate as much Microsoft technologies into the services and the applications that I build, and then I share these experiences with the rest of the world. I uh, I participate in open-source projects, I do some blogging, vlogging. I try to just share as much information as I can to help as much people as, as possible.
0: Awesome. So We're here to talk about OData batching. And OData, for those who aren't familiar with it, is a, uh, let me see if I get this right, and again, you're the expert in aficionado, but I will call it an extension on top of REST mm-hmm. to provide a rich data experience that includes filtering, sorting, projections, it, pretty much anything that you would want to do, uh, you you can do it, and that's what you're going to show is Something that is not uh, typical for traditional REST endpoints, and -hmm. that's batching. Tell us what batching is all about, and as a developer, why would even be interested?
1: Absolutely. So uh, when you're building enterprise level applications, you know, you know, multi million, maybe hundreds of millions records, you know, that are going in and out of your system, (laughs) you know, optimization and being able to kind of you know, uh, streamlined your processes to ensure that your end users are getting the best possible experience, whether they're consuming your API directly or going through the UI, you know, that they're getting the most optimum experience possible. You also want to be you want to take it easy on your microservices and APIs on on the back end. You don't want to do work that you don't have to do. And that's that has been the overall theme of software engineering in general, but that's what OData also offers outside the box. It gives you the ability to shape the data, order the data, filter the data without having to actually implement, you know, that that work in place. You get to just use that amazing standardized worldwide protocol that's used across all enterprise, a lot of inter- enterprise applications out there, and get you just supercharge your APIs with amazing capabilities. Mm-hmm.
0: Very cool. So. OData, we've done a few shows, we've walked through and, and shown some examples, so I definitely encourage the the listeners, the watchers, to check those out. We're going to talk about batching now. So, what is this scenario of, of batching? How is it different from typical use of OData?
1: Absolutely. So, um, if you'd allow me here, I'm going to share my screen and just uh, share a, a a diagram first for to kind of you know. Uh, illustrate the idea and then we're gonna start writing some code and and making things nice. Okay, so here's uh here's uh, the um the blackboard, you know, draw IO where I basically write, you know, try to draw pictures and and ideas. You know, imagine this scenario here, Jeremy. Let's say you have an API. <clears throat> you have an API here. This is the most common scenario that you'd use batching for, but there are so many other scenarios where where batching can become very, very useful and very um, uh, uh, fruitful for your for your software development. And you have an, a simple UI you know very common pattern. everyone is doing it out there, whether your UI is a mobile application, whatever the case may be. And you are you're offering the capability of adding, retrieving, you know deleting and, uh, and updating records in your enterprise system. So you have a grid, Going on, and you're adding a lot of data in there. And people are doing this on a daily basis. What's going on here is that you want to optimize this experience. You want to allow people to go and say, I want instead of going for every single like when you're when you're adding records in your system, you know what's happening today with a lot of applications is that every time you're adding a new record, you're sending a request and then another request. Imagine like how You know, daunting this can get on both your your UI and your API that you're sending all these requests every time you're adding a record to n number of records. So if someone is adding 50,000 lines of records or uploading a a, an Excel sheet or want to modify a few things before they actually submit it, you know they have to. Your your UI has to communicate with the API and hit the API heavily. You know now try to scale that across, let's say, an enterprise where you have some you know, 100,000 employees, and these employees mm-hmm. are all going in and modifying their time cards, for instance, and they're saying, Hey, I want to take my time off, and all that kind of stuff. And they're all pushing in that data through the API. That would be uh, sufficient and enough to kind of DDoS your own APIs. You, you can take that down because of the heavy load of requests that are coming in and out. Instead, what OData batching does is that it says, you know, make up your mind first about everything you want to do with your list. And when you are ready, just hit the update and we will send the entire request as one blob, right with 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 little requests inside of it into the API. So this way the API is receiving one request, but it's but it's executing multiple Multiple operations and these operations don't have to be the same, these operations don't have to necessarily serve each other. You know, they can be completely autonomous and com- completely atomic and independent from one another. There's also one more thing I'm going to jump into a little, you know, a little more specific situation here. There are, you know, if I zoom out a little bit in an enterprise world, what happens is sometimes your API is not just your API, sometimes your API, every time you add a new record, it goes and it Publishes events to other microservices, right? So when you click save, it's going to go into your API, and your API will actually go and publish an event for other consumers to kind of listen to that event and go do other work. You probably want to give your customers and your UI or, or API consumers the ability to make up their mind first about the entire list that they're building up before they go ahead and click save and let that event propagate across your entire architecture and that's one of the most powerful powerful things when it comes to batching is it's allowing you to kind of wrap up like I'm gonna I'm gonna zoom in a little bit here the request that you're sending in is gonna be basically one big blob like this and it has tiny tiny requests inside of it and these requests are basically being being sent all out in one back uh, package right and one bag uh, it's like taking um, what do you call it, uh, Jeremy? The Uber Share? Is that what it is? <laughs> an Uber? It's like ride taking share. an Uber Share. It's like taking a ride share, right? Instead of having three people taking three cars to go to the same airport, why don't you just have all these people sit down in the same car and have them all go to the airport? It's cheaper in terms of price. These people don't have to pay as much as as one car at a time. And at the same time, they all arrive, you know, uh, um, uh, fast at the same time, all in parallel at the same time. So that's basically the idea. Of batching as much as I can explain it. Okay. Okay. Now let's implement batching in a simple API. Well, it's not really simple. It's an existing project that I have, an open source project that I have. It's called OSSS, Open Source Schooling Systems. It's built out there for people to consume it and see how to build, you know, CRUD operations and ASP.NET Core. But I'm going to add this power, this capability on top of it, just to show people how amazing OData can be, but also how the batching operations can also be so fruitful and so um, uh, useful for us. So I'm going to go ahead and switch over to Visual Studio here. I'm going to do three things. I'm going to switch to Visual Studio, run the project as is just to show people what's going on, and then add OData and make sure that OData is running, and then we're going to add batching, to O data, and then at the very end, I have a little UI that I that I put together, and then we're gonna jump a, a little bit real quick into advanced topic, and this advanced topic is that is about orchestrations in batching. I have so many things to share with you guys today, I can't wait. So let me just go ahead and jump over <laughs> to yes, always always a lot of things to share. Okay, so here is O triple S, you know some twenty something engineers from all over the world. They're coming together and building this amazing system. This is what an enterprise system looks like. You have all these different entities and all these operations, you know, handling all the, you know, uh, operations that that you may need to kind of, you know, handle an entire schooling system. I'm just gonna go ahead first and run my application just as is, just to make sure that the API is in a good working state. So let's go ahead and do this. Here we go, and then I'm gonna you know because I'm sharing only one window at a time, forgive the jumping back and forth between windows. um I really apologize for that. I'm gonna go ahead in here and just sh- jump over to the so it opens up a web browser, and i you know usually I'd use postman, but uh, since this is just a git operation, I'm just gonna go ahead and and do the git operation in here, so i'm I'm hitting students, obviously, your browser automatically does a git, so you have a bunch of students in here. I just add in a bunch of students, you can see your JSON coming in. No problem there. So that means that the API is in a good working state. Now, this API today doesn't have OData enabled at all, right? So let's just go ahead, real quick. Again, for the people that never saw OData before, I'm gonna take just five or ten minutes to kind of. I'm pretty sure Jeremy saw me do this like fifty thousand times, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna do it one more time just to just to show it for the people that are. I want to see it it in
0: two minutes. Okay.
1: We'll try to do that. We'll see if we can do that. Okay. So I'm gonna install two packages here today. Okay. There's two packages that I want to install. There is ASP.NET Core, um, uh, .NET Core with OData in here. So there's this guy here, ASP.NET Core uh, OData 8.0.2. Funny story. I was just sitting with Sam yesterday while he was releasing the nightly build. So I'm really happy about this. So let's go ahead and add this this guy real quick. And then the second one that I want to add here, something called, uh, and this is a new one for the people that have been following me. There is an OData Newton Soft kind of package. And this package we're going to need today because there is, you know, as we're upgrading into.NET 6 and we're trying to map in enums and stuff like this, is again, I'm trying to bring you up to speed to real world examples. We're probably going to need this one as well, especially if we're doing some work with. Uh, with the enums that are in our models. Our models, of course, the student model that I'm working with has enums, so this is these are the two libraries. So, so far, so good, just adding two, two little libraries in here. Okay. Now, the second thing that I want to do here is that I'm going to go into my startup CS, which is in here. If you are building this project or building a brand new project in .NET 6, with the new templates you won't see startup cs anymore you see program cs and program cs will have something called web application builder but i promise you the changes that we're going to do today are not super different from what what we're trying to do here okay so the first thing i want to do i'm going to go and build a little function here to get an edm model so this is an edm model based kind of approach where we're basically teaching odata about the models that we're going to be working with so i'm going to go up, up in here and say private static and Then IEDM model like this. Here we go. Control period, get EDM model like this, and then I'm going to go up in here and say, well, var builder and this is new Odata convention model builder. Please don't think that we are, you know, uh, you know, as you know, I've been in this industry for over 20 years now. I promise you, I'm cheating. I'm, I don't know this off the top of my head. You know, I have to look somewhere and actually make sure that I'm looking, I'm, I'm writing the right stuff. Sometimes you remember it, sometimes you don't. That's not what makes you a good engineer. What makes you a good engineer is solving problems, not remembering things. So, <laughs> o- o- what do you think, Jeremy? Do you agree? We still Google things. We still go out there. I- I've seen a lot of people come back, come to me, and they say. Um, you know i have to remember all the apis you know in the .NET framework and stuff like that i'll be like no no we google and bing things all the time yeah. you know in, in fact actually for the people that don't know this if you hover over any any uh, any code in visual studio and you click f1 it'll pop up a window into the uh, microsoft documentation that will basically show you as much details as possible you know, about this, this, uh, this, this API or this uh, model that you're working with. I thought that's why they, uh, go ahead, go ahead. That's
0: why they call it IntelliSense.
1: Yes. yes. My
0: IQ goes up about five points when I have that active. (laughs) I try to demo a project with no IntelliSense. I just go, uh,
1: (laughs) you know, but I get the code done. Yeah, and IntelliSense, IntelliSense is great, but now we have the copilot, Jeremy. Now if I go and say var x equal do, it'll try to kind of figure out things for me. If I say var student like this, I don't know if it'll work with me. It's probably gonna embarrass me now. Come on. Ah, it's not helping me out. There's this yeah, new Yeah, nice- no, I've
0: I've seen it, the new AI assisted coding. Yeah. It's
1: incredible. It's it's amazing. It's mind blowing. It's it's a it's an amazing glorified uh, copy paste machine. (laughs) There it is. Now it's now it's working. Check this out. Builder entity set. It's trying to kind of figure out what my next step is going to be. Since we're doing something a little bit more advanced than just you know kind of you know sorting an array or something like that. It's it's kind of trying to still it's still confused. It's still telling me, hey, what are you doing? You know. Yeah. What are you doing? So let's go ahead and enable OData in our controllers. Okay. Okay. I want to enable OData in my controller. The first thing, the easy thing that you can do is to go up in here and say add OData like this. And then I can go here and say options, options.select. See, these are the options that you can enable order by filter. These are all the things that you can enable in your ASP.NET just like that to enable the capability of OData. One more step that we're going to do on the controller level for the students. Here you go. On the students level here, you have this get all students. I'm just going to go down here and say enable query. Just a little recap for the people that are looking at this. I installed the OData library uh, 8.0.2. I created the EDM model and then I added this little piece to my controller along with the startup configuration. You set these things up, now you're set to go. You know, now you have some capabilities that it would take you a long, a lot, a lot of time, a long time to actually get get this capability running. Let's run our application again. And then and then again, I apologize. I'm gonna have to switch over to the browser, and then we will we will continue from there. Okay, here is yeah, I'm gonna share my screen here, share. I hope I don't give people kind of seizures going back and forth like that. That's All right. So here we go. So okay, so now if I have students, let's make sure our APIs are still functional. We didn't break anything. That's that's a good practice. And then if I go up in here and say hey, dollar sign select and just give me the names of the students, it'll explode. Why? Let's see. Um Well, it's
0: good cuz I'm not seeing your screen right now, so you exploded oh, off screen.
1: Oh, did- <laughs> Let me let me see if I can share my screen here real quick. I apologize. Fix the code quick. Okay. All right, there you go. Okay. So let's see. So I have students and I'm gonna go up in here and say select equal name. Let's see if that works. Uh spare side not valid. Could not find property called. Oh, because there is no name in the students. First name, middle name, last name. I should know I should know my own models, right?
0: You should All right. now ZGA. it's thinking.
1: Yep. Now it's gonna do some stuff. The hamster's running. Here we go. First name. Give it a second there. Don't have a breakpoint set, do you? No, and uh, and actually, let me kind of double check on my libraries again, real quick. And you know, usually you and I always run into the uh, scenarios where. uh, we kind of have to <laughs> look at uh, okay yeah absolutely yeah so so remember this library that i said add odata newton soft yes that that part in here what gets the api stuck and this is why i added this other i think it's add newton soft odata um, it, what got this application stuck in here uh, is that um, the the mapping for enums Gets a little capital D. No, there it is. It's fixing the spelling for me too. Yeah, my (laughs) spelling was wrong, by the way. (laughs) So, so okay. So we fixed the problem. Let's go back here and let's see if we can kind of get this up and running, uh, real quick. So here is the browser. Come on, give me a browser. Give me a browser. And then, and then I'm gonna switch over to the web page here. Here we go. Okay. And then let's go to students, students, dollar sign select and then first name. Let's see if that works this time, Jeremy. I don't know. We'll see. Ah, Oof. what what do you think about that? We got stuff going, right? So so this way, so so for the people that never saw this, this is the magic that OData does, you know. You can order by names, you can, you know, select names. If I go and say order by first name, like order by first name like this. Uh, I don't know if I enabled order by honestly, just give me one second here. If I go back into my startup CS and see if I enabled order by, just a moment, here's my Visual Studio. I just want to show people all these capabilities before we jump into the more sophisticated stuff. So I have order by here. So Order by, filter, select, I have all of that in place. Let me try this one more time and see, maybe I I put in the uh, Maybe I put in the property here incorrectly. So let's do this again. Here we go. Share screen. Here's the share. And let's do this again. Okay. So here's students, dollar sign order by equals first name. If I'm not mistaken, students, this should come back with something. Query parameter. Argument was out of range. All right, we'll come back to this one. That's not a problem. You know, I can, I can come back to this one. My brain will be fixing this problem while we're doing it. The one thing I just wanted to show people is that now you have the capability. Now you can do first name, middle name, last name, whatever you want to do, and it will basically work with your data and do the select and all that kind of stuff. Cool. Now, now things get a little bit tricky. Now, you know, I want to be able to kind of execute this um, uh, batching operation. Now I have this ability if i want to basically add a student you know to my database add a new student i don't want to keep adding a new student you know every single time with its own request that's too much of a a, a too costly of an operation to do something like that so now we're going to jump into actually the topic of this video finally which is adding batching to uh, odata i'm going to go back here into visual studio and I'm gonna jump over into this region here. all the work that we're gonna need to do is going to be here. I'm gonna zoom in really, really close because I want people to actually see what's going on here. So first of all, I'm gonna go up in here and say I'm um, defining something called uh, batch handler and this batch handler is called default batch handler and this default batch handler basically is the think of it as the configuration that's gonna help me um, uh, basically define. You know the limitation of my OData batch that I am allowing. Of course, something like this. If you're allowing people to send requests over to your API, you want to make sure that you don't leave the door wide open, so you don't allow people to kind of DDoS your service because you're basically sending a bunch of requests, and you want to make sure that these requests are not. Um, uh, you want to make sure that these requests are not kind of hammering your database, destroying your database, destroying your your server. So you want to be very 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 careful there. I'm gonna go ahead and add some stuff in there like message message quotas, and then I'm gonna allow the maximum nesting depth because you can with OData you can expand. You got you can go into nested. Levels. I'm just going to keep it to two for now. Okay. So, this is basically even if we do an expand, it's not going to really try to go more than two. And if you try to expand beyond that limit, it'll get error out and say, hey, you're doing something funny. You can't, you can actually do that. So, here's another one. Also on the message code, as I'm going to go and say max operations per change set. The change set is what we're actually sending. That's all called a change set. It all it has but it has a set of operations. I'm gonna allow about ten. Ten is fine, right? So you can only have ten at a time before OData or the API says, "Hey, you're you need something else, something bigger and better," or you need to kind of you know uh, modify. Uh, the configuration of your own the API to kind of do something like that. And then the last thing I want to do here is that maximum received message size. You can also receive the message size. And I think the message size here, Jeremy, if I remember, the maximum number of bytes. so I'm gonna let it leave it at one hundred bytes. What do you think? One hundred bytes should be more than enough, I think what do that's you think, like
0: eight hundred bits, man. Imagine yeah. <laughs> how much you can encode in eight
1: hundred bits you can you can you can send the whole world. It's you even,
0: know it's like four hundred nibbles. That's right. (laughs) That's right. So, so there's that, right? Um, But if it's Unicode, then they
1: then we, twice as wide, right? Yeah, yeah. We're in trouble. You know, I will try not to use any other language. You know, while I'm testing this, but uh, but here's the deal. Now that I have this batch handler, how do I fit this? Into this, you know, where does it go in here? We're gonna change things here a little bit. Instead of going with these options like this, I'm gonna actually use the options in here, and I'm gonna go ahead and say add route components. And this is a new API with OData 8 that Sam Zhu, the lead engineer on the on the on the OData team, identity team, basically started to kind of modernize this. And at the end of this video, we'll talk a little bit about you know what we're doing with OData next. Anyway. The first thing in here, you know, the the API that I'm actually going to be using is the route prefix that takes a batch handler. Uh, I I don't know if you guys can see the little uh, tooltip. Do you think you can see that, Jeremy? The the little explanation. I see it out?
0: adds an EDM model as well nice. as an OData batch nice. handler
1: nice perfect okay so let's add in some stuff my my endpoint is api so that's the api prefix and then this is the get adm model that's why we built that adm model earlier and then the last thing is that i want to pass in the batch handler in here now now just and this is kind of chaining event it's kind of chaining functionality so you can actually chain you can still offer select order by and filter on top of the existing capability after you have already added the uh, add route component. So this is all good. Now it's time for us to go test this, Jeremy. Do you think it's going to work? I don't know. Is it going to work from day one, from the first minute? I'm going to just rebuild my solution here, real quick. I wouldn't even know how to begin to test it. So I'm sitting on the edge of my seat. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Um, let's see here. It's OK. So I'm going to run my API here. But this time, you know, we're going to like imagine this. If you were to actually want to send to the API, A bulk, a batch of requests. What would that look like? Let me open up my Postman here real quick. And then I'm going to go and share Postman. And I hope that the uh, text is big enough so we can show the world what's going on here. Okay. Here's Postman, the API endpoint that I'm working with. Uh, I need to I need to borrow that, so I'm just gonna take in the URL URL here, and I'm gonna paste in here. And, and now, now pay attention with me on this one. I'm gonna go up in here and say, question mark dollar sign batch. Question mark dollar sign batch. So I didn't really specify any particular. Uh, I didn't specify any particular and I don't think I need the question mark actually it's slash yep like this so I, I didn't specify students or teachers I didn't specify what entity I'm working with because you're actually opening up your API to receive any kind of request to any um, uh, um, uh, to, to, to any to any kind of request to any entity in your API. So let's just go ahead in here and say here's my JSON object. I'm creating my JSON object, and let me see if I can zoom this in a little bit. What do you think, Jimmy? Is this is, is this uh, visible for yes. people at this point? Yeah, okay.
0: that's a good font size.
1: Okay, and then I'm gonna say requests, and requests is actually a list of requests in here. Let's add in a couple of these. Let's start with one, and then we'll work our way to the rest of them. A request needs an ID, and I can actually very easily just generate your ID. Can be really anything, so I'm just gonna let you know Postman here generate a GUID for me. And Then the second thing here is the method, and the method here is going to be maybe a get. Let's do a get, and then uh, I'm going to go here and say the URL. The URL that I really want to go against is students. So I didn't really do anything other than just saying, give me all the students. And Then the last thing I want to do here is the headers, and the headers has another thing inside of it called content type. And the content type is just application slash json. So as you can see here, I'm basically building the requests from the ground sure. up, right? Okay, so let me zoom out here a little bit just to show people the the uh, the capability that we have here. So I have the ID, the method, the URL letters, and I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna see, you know, just to make sure if this doesn't work, I'm gonna try to go and see if there is uh, if there is any missing missing thing that I did in there. So now let me run my application first. Let's just make sure make sure my application is running. So this is. Okay, my application here is up and running. I want to make sure that batch capability. I'm gonna just cheat here real quick and see that I am doing the uh, right stuff. Https. Let's do this real quick. Let's see here. So this is requests, and this is this needs to be a post, of course. Okay, so I am posting a bunch of requests in the body. Uh, post API slash batch. Let's see here, JSON uh just gonna double check here on my URL just to make sure that things are running i'm going to open up a new tab here this is the tricky part so you guys going to have to kind of bear with me here real quick just a second students i just want to make sure my a- api is actually running all right so this api here is running this is good i got this running and then let's just make sure that the batch request here is actually coming through this guy is saying "not found." Let's see why. What's the difference? Okay, let me jump back to my API here real quick to make sure I set things up properly. So this so is. The, uh-huh. Go ahead. So Go you
0: ahead. set up the route as API, correct? Yes. Yes. So if you didn't do that, then just slash batch should work.
1: And uh, let's see. Uh, uh, just a moment. Let's see if that's the. Uh, the route that we're gonna take. I'm just trying to double check and make sure that we have everything here set up properly because usually, you know, if you miss one tiny thing, you know, it's not gonna it's not gonna come through. So let me just make sure that I have this in place. Let's see, I'm I'm gonna share my screen here for Visual Studio real quick. Share screen, window, Visual Studio. Here we go. It's also very likely that I need to just rebuild my solution. So let me just do this. Oh, yeah. I remember what happened. <laughs> so <laughs> so if you go down here into application builder, you have to say use uh, OData batching. There's always one tiny thing that you got to do, sure. you know, and it usually just hits you when you start kind of thinking, "Oh no, I you know I forgot something." Okay. Let's go back here now back to Postman. Real quick, here is Postman window. Uh, postman, here you go. Okay, here's Postman, and here's our request, our original request. I'm basically saying go and get students, you know, with a get method and all that. So I'm just gonna go and hit again and see what happens. There you go, it's doing something, Jeremy. There we go. So What do you think? It started to pull in, and I'm going to need to zoom out a little bit. I'm sorry guys, even though it's not super visible, because I want to show you the the might of this thing. See, it's, it's basically responding with the responses, and it's telling you the status and the response content type, and then it's actually giving you all the data in a body. Look at this. So, this is basically. So, now someone might tell me, Hassan, okay, that's great, right? But, you know, where's the batching part of this? I'm like, you're right. You're absolutely right. Let's add in another request in here, like this. And let's have this request basically go and actually execute an OData query. So, I'm just going to go here and say select first name. So, I'm going to get two lists now. The first list is going to give me all the students, all in all. And then the second one is going to give me, you know, only the first name from the students. Let's just go ahead and try this. So the first one is uh, 200 requests correct and then the second one see Jeremy see the yes nice. uh, so so you batched you batched multiple requests together. Now I'm gonna keep this API running, and I'm going to show you how you can actually implement that in real life you know with another application that uh, you know we're gonna share the link with the people that are on YouTube just to see you know um, just so they can see the source code and all that. I'm going to go ahead and jump straight into another demo in here. I'm going to run this application, this nice UI. And this nice UI basically is going to basically help people visualize. I showed you the the API side. Now, how does that look like in the real world through an actual UI? So here is the share screen. Here is the window. And here is my, my screen. Can you guys see that little grid that I have going on here? Yeah. Okay. So what do you get here? I have all the CRUD operations that you can think of: create, delete, update. You know, as part of this um, uh, batching process that we're doing. Let's see if it works. You know, usually demos, <laughs> as you can see. So I'm just gonna go change my name here. Like for instance, instead of M to E. So this is me modifying. So that cell has been modified, and I'm gonna add in a brand new one. I need I, I need a good though. You know, goods are really important here. So let me let me add a brand new one here. Here's a brand new one. And I'm gonna say Jeremy. What's the, what's the initial of your middle name, Jeremy, if you're allowed to? R. <laughs> R. Okay. R matey, Swashbuckle you swagger. <laughs> it's okay. And then lickness. Lickness like this. Am I saying lickness. that right? You're saying yeah.
0: lickness, right? Yeah.
1: Okay. So what did I do here? I did a I did a modify and I did a new ad record in here. I'm just gonna go and update, and let's hope it doesn't blow up. Here we go. Boom, done. Did it work? Do I have Jeremy? Yes, I do. Jeremy's right here. And then I have Hassan E, right? The same thing yep. happens with delete. If I go and delete a bunch of people, so I'm just going to delete like this, and I'm going to say update. So you see it doesn't matter what operations you're having if I go and refresh the screen the data persisted. You already have the data there. That basically means if I go back just to kind of you know ensure everyone that this is this is not in memory. If I go back to Postman here and just run my my same batching, I'm going to see only a handful of names. You know, Shri, Sean, Brittany, and Emily. These are the only people that are left in there. So this is how you kind of you know leverage you know batching in your UI. To basically make sure that you know, once the user is fully done with their work and fully done with all the modifications and operations that they want to do, you know, they can actually leverage, uh, you know, OData batching to do this. Now, one last thing before we wrap. One last thing before we wrap for everybody. Uh, There's this is all a a a uh, a a single dimensional kind of thing. Like you're posting these records in a single dimension. The last thing I want to show you here, and I'm gonna let people on YouTube, kind of people that are watching us everywhere, to kind of see experience with that themselves. Um, on Postman here, you can actually add a new thing in here that's called uh, uh, Atomocity Group. An Automosity Group, you can say this is Group One in here, and you can basically control also or orchestrate which um, which um, request. Can go before the next request. you so can go here and say depends on, and you can't actually execute this batch command unless all unless all the commands and all the requests that are in Atomosity uh, uh, group group G one actually gets done first. You see what Very I'm saying? Very
0: cool. Yeah,
1: that's it. I got it all out. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> Nuts. Oh my god, Good. you batched a lot of information in that episode. So that that's. Very cool. So, this comes with a version eight of OData or 8.02.
1: Yes, yes. And it was available in previous versions as well. This has been available for, since day one. We just have didn't have the time. And I know there is not much documentation about batching. So, please go ahead and go explore it. I'm available on every social media platform that you can think of, except for TikTok. So, reach out and ask me, and I'll be more than happy to answer your questions.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. There you have it Batching Operations with the Power of OData on on.net. Thank you guys.